my friends, and welcome back to the Creating Eden podcast. I am your host, Eden, and in today's episode, I am going to answer, um, well, this one's actually not quite a question, but um, a suggestion or um, a topic idea uh, that one of my Instagram community members have shared with me, and that topic is addressing imposter syndrome within spiritual practices so um i what i have learned through my lived experience with my own spiritual practices is that there is no right or wrong way to do things um yes there are there are different spiritual practices that are more structured and um, have, you know, like what I'm thinking of is the practice of yoga. And when I say yoga, I don't necessarily mean just the physical practice, the asana practice, but I mean the actual eight limbs of yoga. And the asanas are only one limb of the eight limbs of yoga. So there is there's a lot more to it than that, but there is a guideline to kind of learn from and live by. Um, so it depends on when we say spiritual practices, it depends on um, what your own experience is and what your own desires are. If you desire something that is structured and taught um, and you're, you're seeking that, then, you know, seek a teacher that will that will teach you that specific method um, whereas if you are somebody like me I flow with my intuition um, I learn as I go I hold on to things that resonate I release things that do not um, and I yeah I kind of just figure it out um, based on what feels good for me in each moment so my my own personal spiritual practice is not really consistent in the way that it doesn't always look the same. There are things that I keep and I continue practicing. Um, you know, meditation is one that I'm doing consistently right now. Working with affirmations is another one that I am working with right now. Working with visualizations and energy clearing, that is something that I'm working with as well. Um, but what I have not been doing that I have done for years is journaling right now in this chapter of my life like I do not journal <laughs> I don't really have anything to say um, and yeah it's just it's not feeling resonant and that doesn't mean it's never going to come back but it means in this chapter of my life I don't need that as a tool to support me so yeah I'm curious with connecting to that imposter syndrome um, if for the person who asked this, if it's like you feel like you're not allowed to be doing the things that you're doing or you feel like you're doing it wrong or if you feel like you're faking it. Um, so, you know, because I don't know, uh, um, I'm going to speak on all of those things. And um, there is no right or wrong way to practice spirituality. Um, and I say that with, um, 
you know, hope that people use discernment. Um, of course, if we're causing harm, like I'm not endorsing causing harm. I'm not saying that causing harm is, is okay. Um, but I'm kind of generalizing and talking more in, um, more in the way of, you know, you're not meditating in the wrong way, right? You're not journaling in the wrong way. You're not using affirmations in the wrong way. Does that mean we're using them in the most effective way? Maybe not, <laughs> you know, and that's something that we'll learn through experience and time, right? Um, I'll give you a really beautiful example of this. When I worked in um, a crystal store in Harrison Hot Springs in BC, um, I, one day, a woman came in and my intuition just screamed at me, give this woman a card reading. And at that point in my life, I had been working with Oracle cards for myself in my own practice for a couple of years. And uh, I was like, immediately, no, no. And I had that imposter syndrome, like, I'm not allowed to do that for somebody else. I'm, I can do it for myself, but not for somebody else. I don't know what to do. And um, I didn't offer this woman a card reading. And I wish that I did. If I could go back. I would have done that because that was exactly what, what she needed in that moment. Um, I ended up seeing her again and we had a really beautiful, really, really beautiful moment and a really beautiful um, connection when, when she did came in and she shared what she was going through. And like, I was like, oh my God, I wish that I had the courage in that moment to give her a reading. Um, but it's okay. I didn't and that's okay. Um, but I felt that imposter syndrome. Who am I? to offer this to somebody? Who am I to do this, right? Um, and then, you know, somebody came in that same day, that same freaking day, somebody came in and asked me, do you do oracle card readings? Or I think maybe she just said card readings. And I told her, I have never done one for anybody else other than like my sister or <laughs> close friends. Um, in a very casual kind of way. Um, but I said, like, no, I've never done one for anyone. But this woman came in this morning and my whole body was just like, give her reading, give her reading. And I got too scared. And the woman was just like, you are such a clear channel right now. Like, you should be doing that. And so for me, I was like, okay, I, because I didn't listen to that, this is what I learned from it. This is what I took from that situation. Because I didn't listen to my intuition because I listened to my imposter syndrome over my intuition in that moment, um, I was sent somebody outside of me to tell me you are ready to do this because that's what I needed. I needed somebody else to give me permission because I wasn't willing to give myself permission. So um, I was like, okay, well, like, what do I do? What's, what's the process? How do I set up? Is there all of these rules? Like, what do I need? And I did a, a session with a woman over the phone and I, you know, I told her like, I'm very, I think this was the same woman, um, who came in and told me it might've been a different woman, but it was a really like really intuitive woman. And, um, she wanted a reading from me and I said like, this is the first time I'm doing this. Can I ask you some questions and receive some guidance from you? And she was like, yes, of course. I would love to give you feedback. And I was like, okay, great. So I asked her, like, what do I, what do I need to do to like 
set the space, you know, because I'd had um, different sessions from different people um, that, you know, they were all different. So I didn't know. (laughs) I didn't know what was right. I didn't know what was wrong. Um, And I was really unsure and just like, I don't want to I don't want to mess anything up, you know. Um, And she told me like, oh, yeah, like light a candle. Um, She said a white candle specifically, and I really attached myself to that. (laughs) And, you know, invite in your guides, invite in the other person's guides, ask permission to connect with them and their guides and uh, receive whatever it is that um, the messages that they need to receive. And then, you know, make sure that you've closed um, and blow out the candle when you're done and whatever. And I thought like, okay, I need to stick to this so like rigidly. And I was like, white candle, white candle. It has to be a white candle. (laughs) And I look back now after all of the sessions that I've done for people, they've all been different. I do start with an open and a close. um, And I think that that's powerful for anything um, within our own practices, um, within even like women's circles or just circles um, and uh, working with one-to-one clients, working with group clients, um, an open and a close. The opening really sets the space. It sets the container and then the closing is what completes it, right? So that we know that that energetically what we were doing is complete. Um, So from what that first woman shared with me, the only thing that I kept is, okay, I need to have an opening and a closing. I don't do it how she told me to do it Um, now with my clients and um, what my card readings have morphed into um, are my opening is setting the container. So that is usually stating the boundaries of the container. And I will say, um, you know, in this space, you are allowed to experience and process your emotions in whatever way that you want to or whatever way you feel is necessary for you. I am not here to judge you. I am here to hold you and to witness you. Um, It is safe for you to cry. It is safe for you to get angry. It is safe for you to X, Y, Z. You know, anything that is shared within this container, I will not take outside of it. And I usually say if there's anything that you would like to share, you have full permission to share it um, because that's what feels good for me. And then I'll start with um, connecting to the breath, guiding through like a grounding cord visualization or whatever intuitively in that moment I feel that that person would benefit from. Um, And then to close, um, if if we've done the grounding cord exercise, I will usually guide them back into a short meditation to cut off and release that grounding cord and let it fall back to the earth um, with all of the energy that came up throughout the session with it. Um, And yeah, take some breaths and close. So um, that's the only thing that I kept and that I do within my own practices as well. Um, So I guess from that experience, I learned that what's going to be the most powerful is what feels right for me. What I intuitively feel is right. Um, And this, this goes for, you know, personal practice and working with other people as well, holding space for other people as well. Um, And yeah, when I 
when I think about, you know, spirit, my own spiritual practice as a whole, um, I learn things from different people, from people who hold space for me, um, for, from, from sessions that, you know, I pay for and receive for myself. Um, if there's something in those sessions that I feel really resonates with me, I will continue to practice what that person offered me. And usually what I find is I adapt it to fit myself and my needs. Um, an example of that is the grounding cord meditation. Um, you know, some people visualize a red cord. Some people visualize roots. Some people visualize a chain. Um, for me, I always visualize roots. And when I get down to the center of the earth, I visualize a crystal sphere with whatever crystal energy is most resonant for me in that moment. And, um, you know, for me, I've been really into crystals for a long time and I've worked with them for a long time. So that makes sense for me. And I can choose based on the day or um, based on what I'm moving through each day that I do this visualization. I can choose to... I can choose like, oh, you know, right now I'm really working with my throat being open. So I'm going to choose and visualize a crystal that I know is going to support that energy is going to support my throat. And I will usually have that crystal out on my altar as well. Um, so that's one way that I tailor that grounding meditation to myself and to what resonates with me and what meets my needs in that moment. Um, Another great example of this is an energy clearing practice. <laughs> and I laugh because this is how, like, no rules, okay? There are no rules. If something works for you, it works for you. Use it. Um, so my energy clearing practice, <laughs> one day, you know, I was sitting in med my meditation and I was like, oh, I'm going to clear my energy field. And the visual I got, <laughs> the visual that I got was myself sitting, floating in the ethers as a potato. <laughs> and this is so great to say out loud. Um, and I would use a potato peeler in my mind to peel my potato skin. And for me, that <laughs> meant... This is so funny because I am so serious. Like, I am so serious. This is exactly what I do, um, what I have been doing. And uh, it's great. It works. It works for me. Um, but I would view the potato peel as the energy that I no longer want. And I would go around in a circle and peel my potato skin <laughs> of myself until it was all gone and um, usually before this I do a grounding cord meditation and I let all the potato peels go down the cord to be composted into that crystal sphere back into the earth. Um, so that is like when I say there are no rules, uh, it doesn't have to be like some serious intense energy clearing practice. It can be something as simple as visualizing yourself as a potato and peeling your own potato skin. <laughs> Um, and what I find just recently, actually, um, 
the practice that I'm consistent with right now is my uh, visualization meditations, first grounding cord, then energy clearing, then energy shielding. And uh, this, there's so many variations of things that we can do. Um, I have some clients visualize themselves um, in the shower with the water uh, washing away all of the energy that they no longer want and need and letting the water go down the drain. And I also invite them to do that in the shower as well. So they're kind of supercharging that energy clearing practice by doing it physically and in, in their mind's eye. Um, but I have been doing this practice consistently for the last few weeks. And um, what I'm noticing now is my visualization of the energy clearing the potato peel is starting to change um, and not consciously not intentionally just when I go to do that practice it looks a little different in my mind and I'm like oh okay I go with it I go with it um, and now what I'm seeing is um, kind of like I'm an ivory carving that has um, either been like packaged with like this sounds hilarious. I love this. Um, packaged with either like those little peanut things or like kind of like the inside of a bean bag, you know, those like tiny styrofoam balls. Um, and I am using actually a, or sometimes there's like kind of shavings, like as if this carving is really fresh. And I'm actually using, using like a pressure washer, power washer, whatever you want to call it. Um, to clear all of the stuff out of the little tiny carved bits of myself. Um, and for me, what I took that as is I'm getting um, even more and more clear that you can start to see, I can start to see my details, my energies, details. And for you, you might think, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I would never do that. And then it's not for you right? That's, this practice is not meant for you. Um, but so I think like what I'm trying to say with this is be willing and open to adapt practices to suit you, to feel good for you. They do not have to make sense for absolutely anybody else but you. If it makes sense for you and it works for you, that is all that matters. Um, one season of my life, um, that I'm not currently in right now, but I was in to release a lot of my, uh, emotions, I would dance and I would sing and scream. Um, and for some people like that, they don't feel that's necessary, right? They don't feel like they want to get up and dance and shake and move their bodies. They process in a different way. But for this chapter of my life, that was like the only way me to move things through my body some people use breath work personally I fucking hate breath work <laughs> I've had one really intense powerful experience that I absolutely love but I've tried to go back after that and I'm just like it doesn't do anything for me I don't feel resonant I don't feel connected does that mean I'm wrong absolutely not it means that my body, my intuition is telling me, you don't need this right now. So instead of forcing myself to do it because other people are doing it, I'm going to listen to what my intuition is telling me, what my body is telling me, and I'm going to choose something that does feel resonant in this moment. Um, and uh, for you, like breath work might be where it's at. 
You might love it. That might fill you up so much. Um, That might be exactly what you want and what you need. Then listen to that, you know? And even within that, there's so many different ways to practice breath work. So find a practice that feels good for you. And when I say feels good, I don't necessarily mean it feels pleasurable. I just mean it feels in alignment. Um, So when you do it, you feel like, yes, this is supporting me. Yes, this is what I need right now. Yeah. And, um, And then stick with it until... One day you're doing it and you're like, actually, this isn't doing much for me. I feel like I'm forcing myself to do this because I have to and not because I want to and not because my body is telling me that this is what it wants. Um, yeah, I'm like, I'm hoping that where I'm going with this conversation is um, kind of what was desired. And if it's not, I'm going with it anyways. Um, but really, if you're looking for somebody to give you permission to do things as you're doing them, to do things in your own way, like this is it. This is your permission. First and foremost, you don't need my permission. But if you feel like you do, you have it. I had a dream once where there was a, a chapter in my life where I was like really into dream work, really into lucid dreaming. Um, and I was having some really like po- potent dreams I just had a hiccup I'll probably have another one no (laughs) but I was having some really potent powerful dreams and some messages come through from my subconscious mind um, in ways that really stuck with me and this one dream that I had um, was the most realistic dream I have ever had like I felt like I was physically there and I was, I was standing, um, or I was, I was standing on this like beach and it had all of these big, um, not mountains, but like pillars of land. Um, and I was with my dance teacher from when I was a child. We are now friends and she was a really beautiful support in my life. And, um, I was with her and then I was with two other women who I've danced with on the cruise ships in the past. Um, and she, my teacher, drove us out on this little boat and I could hear the water. Like it, it was such a visceral experience. I was there. Like, I was there. Um, but we got to this offshore rig. <laughs> And I could hear the clanging of the metal and the water up against the rig. And um, she wanted us to fly from it and um, do like aerial stuff from this rig. And all that we had to hold ourselves was this fishing line. And so the other two women, they got up there and they were like doing it. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to do it. So I'm connected to this fishing wire around my wrists. And I'm swinging and dancing in the air. And uh, my dance teacher was telling me to do something. And I was like, eh, nah, I don't want to. That doesn't feel good for me. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. And eventually we got down from the rig. We got back on the boat. And we were driving back onto the shore. And we got out of the boat. And my subconscious mind said to me in this moment, like, Eden, pay attention. This is important. And so in my dream, I hear that and I'm like, okay, 
whatever Tamara is going to say to me is really important. So I'm going to really pay attention. And I was so conscious of this experience in my dream. Um, and she turned around and she looked at me and she was like, Eden, you know what I love about you? And I was like, what? And what she said was a riddle, but I understood it. She said, when I tell you to walk in a straight line, you do your own thing anyways. And I remember thinking like, huh, okay, that's, that, that's what it was. That's the powerful thing. All right. And when I woke up, I like wrote down this whole dream. Um, and I realized the message that I was receiving from that was you do the best when you listen to yourself, when you listen to your intuition, when you do things that feel right for you. So keep doing that. And that was what gave me permission to really dive into my own spiritual practices in my own way and release other people's kind of ideas of what I should be doing, release other people's practices and really lean into the things that felt good for me. Um, and that was before I was like super heavy into emotional release through movements and um, singing and screaming. So yeah, it was really powerful. Um, but that for me, that was what gave me that uh, permission to really do things in my own way. Um, so what's going to work the best for you is what feels the most in alignment for you. And again, I want to stress this like so much. Um, only you know what feels best for you. Only you know what feels right and in alignment for you. And you'll know that by tapping into your body and your intuition, by listening to what your body feels when you do something. I can't tell you what those cues are going to be like. I can tell you what it feels like for me. And for me, when something feels like a yes, my body feels soft and open and expansive. And when something feels like a no, I shrink, I get small, um, and I back away like a, like a wounded kind of animal backing away into a corner when they're scared. Um, or it's like this tense, like my body tenses and I clench. Um, so you'll know by connecting with your body, you'll know what feels best for you. And uh, yeah, really lean into that, really listen to that and give yourself permission to um, explore things in your own way. Your way is the best way for you because you are you. <laughs> and nobody else is you, right? So yeah, I really hope that this was the direction that um, this human that asked, uh, I hope this was the direction that you were hoping for. And if not, maybe you got something different. Maybe you got more than you bargained for. Um, but regardless, I hope that there's a little nugget of wisdom in there for anyone who listened. Um, and maybe it's just that permission to keep doing things the way that you're doing. Yeah, and maybe it's that permission to figure out what does feel good for me. What does feel right for me? Or maybe it feels like a big relief to not have to do breath work if you don't want to. <laughs> maybe you want to peel your potato skin. <laughs> 
whatever it is I hope that it's helpful and uh yeah as always thank you for being here thank you for listening thank you for witnessing me and joining me on this beautiful journey of sharing and uh speaking and being on this podcast so thank you and I will see you in the next one